Hey everyone, it's me again. I'm driving here again this evening. Uh, if you just listened to what I just recorded, and I, as I was thinking about that, I thought of another story of, of another thing that's really etched, in, etched into my mind. Uh, and this one did not have a happy ending at the time, but it does now, thanks to God. Um, well, let's just tell it how it is. So. This would have been a couple years ago. This would have been the year really after I got saved, first of all. Is God really really put the squeezers on me? Um, and not necessarily me personally, but kind of the circumstances around my life. Um, and then that's maybe another whole long story to itself. But one of the circumstances is was that my brother at his work really had a hard time I don't know, I think there was a lot of work stresses and pressures that really had him, helped him make some poor decisions. And one of them involved this, this girl. Um, We affectionately returned to her, um, referred to her as, as temptation. Um, It it rhymed with her name. That's all we need to go with is, so I'm just going to call her temptation in, in this podcast. Um, and so through a myriad uh, of things is, is this girl temptation had, had been kind of creeping in. Uh, I really think of her as a strange woman. She had every, every, uh, example in, in, in thing, except she wasn't real pretty. I don't know that, but she definitely, Never mind. That's a side story. Is I don't even maybe, maybe a strange woman isn't even pretty, but they definitely flaunt whatever they've got. They they flaunt it, good, bad, or otherwise. I mean, flaunt is even a bad word. Advertise? I don't know. That's a totally different subject. Anyways, is this girl was the strange woman in the flesh, and unfortunately, my brother didn't see it at the time. He sees it now. And that that's that's a it's a great story, but um, is he kept he she kept sucking him in and drawing him in and drawing him in and drawing him in and, and he was going with it. Um, and there, there was one time it is is he was he was not we were telling him like hey this we are, let's slow down here let's think about this let's read the bible it's what the bible have to say about this let's let's get into this and he had nothing up nothing doing with it he's like i'm good i got it she's fine she's way better than you actually think and we're like yeah uh-huh and and so as time progresses this this relationship with temptation progresses and and so it ends up in in some way shape or form we had kind of been doing some sleuth work and private eyes over here was was you know trying to find information and whatnot and we, we had found some information that we basically my brother was going to meet with this girl's family and her at it have dinner with them even though he said he was going to work or, or something something like that and that all so automatically our major red flags go up on our end and we're like what do we do and so somehow we came to the conclusion, I think kind of in a blur, that I would go stalk him, basically. Keep tabs on him for all intents and purposes. And so I do that. So I jump in the van, and I need to drive to the north, to the north side of the cities. And 
I'm driving. It's and I remember driving up there, and I'm at the corner of, of 394 and nine in or at the corner of 35W and 62 Crosstown, and. I remember this is I was driving the van, you know, 65 so miles an hour or whatever it is. And the car in front of me, literally right in front of me, takes a hard, what would be there, right turn right into the sidewalk. Because I'm in the close lane. I'm on the shoulder lane, the farthest right-hand lane there in the middle lane. And literally this person basically does a straight square turn at 65 miles an hour right into the side barrier on the shoulder right in front of me. And somehow, I still think to this day, well, I don't think, I know to this day there was an angel that protected me because I have no good reason that I missed that person. Um, I reacted to it, but there's no way you can react to that. I know for an angel, an angel slowed the van down, moved them out of the way, something, because I, there was a person in the passenger seat. I could see their face, and somehow I missed them going at 65 miles an hour, 65 miles an hour to broadside them in a full-size van, like... You can think as well. It's going to happen to them and me. It's not good. So that, that was a hand. That was one hand of God, mighty hand of God, right there. I remember that. There's probably there may be still the marks on that wall. I don't even know. There was for the longest time. And so I keep driving up there, and this just broke me. I was kind of on edge, and I remember it's bawling my eyes out um, for the next you know 15, 20 minutes of drive, whatever it was. Um, and so I get there. I get to this restaurant. It was just, you know, kind of an average restaurant. Nothing too fancy, nothing too shabby. I think it was a famous Dave's. Um, and I pull up to the restaurant. I find his car and I do some sleuth work. I'm like, okay, he's got to be inside. He's here. And and I, I was like, you know, what do I do? I, do I go in? Do I, do I just find out what he's doing? I'm like, well, why not, right? And so I, I walk in. There's the greeter at the door. It's like, oh, hey, I'm look, just looking for someone real casually. And they're like, oh, no problem. And, and so I walk around and I find him. And I, he doesn't see me. It's bold point. He never knows I'm there. And I see him. And he's sitting at this table with a, a, a fa- this girl's family, Temptations family, and chatting up and supposedly having a good time. And, and I went out and... And it's just like, I just walked out of the thing. I don't know if the greeter man was like, dude, we just had a, a Norris guy walk in and a zombie a zombie walk out. Because this really shook me up. Um, because, you know, obviously I love my brother. And I do a lot for him. Um, is someone basically just throwing his life away. Uh, as I saw in, in the in the present. And it just broke my heart. I just was like exhausted i remember just sitting outside in the van or sitting out under a tree just kind of in the menards i think there was a menards or home depot parking lot up there that i was i was hiding out in just bawling my eyes out just crying out to god like what is happening god i remember just feeling exhausted so i'm like oh when you're feeling exhausted put some food in that engine so i remember going getting some food and and uh and then coming back to there and, and then seeing him go driving away. And I was like, oh, good, he's going to work. Well, it was so he assumed. So I tracked him all the way to his work and, uh, you know, does his work thing. And and I remember, you know, just, just like sick about this. Just like, ugh, I cannot believe it. Um, and... 
time goes by, this progresses. We confront him about it multiple times, multiple ways, one-on-one, as a group, as a family. And it was just going south. I mean, like, far, far as I thought, he was just... Our, Joe, my brother, was just following after this strange woman. You know, the Bible talks about strange women in Proverbs. And it's just breaking us all apart. I remember, you know, not long after that, I remember driving home with him and just kind of giving him a piece of my mind, which was probably not very enjoyable for him, but maybe it's maybe it a dumb thing to do. I remember just, he was just like, I don't care. You know, and I'm like, I remember it just broke my heart. I remember sitting out on the front hill of our house, just crying my eyes out. I even told God if he wanted to kill me, if it only would get a hold of my brother's heart, um, I would want that. Because I knew I had gotten saved, you know, about a year previous, more or less, not quite. And I knew I knew where I would go. I, I wasn't afraid of death. Um, and I just was like, anything, I had given up. Essentially, like, I am incapable of getting him back. Um, which, I mean, is really true in all in all intents and purposes it's really only god that can work the heart um but that to wrap this up it is kind of the climax and how it how it came together things were going on at our church and there was a guy there which i think was a jesuit or something like that uh, that's another another long story about god's mighty hand and maybe we'll do that some other time but about the so that this this guy gets up in front of church and lamb blasts my dad and that's a whole again whole long story uh very entertaining well entertaining is probably a bad word very interesting and wild um, account we'll be able to tell it some other time um but it was a very emotional moment and in that day god used that that whatever that crazy man the jesuit guy did to get a hold of my brother's heart and he just like broke down and confessed it all to my dad and asked his forgiveness asked all of our the rest of us his forgiveness and and you know ditched the girl and you know it's like a happy ending to a movie really uh and now he's happily married with a, a wonderful um child and so that god's blessing him for that in listening to god but i, I mean i just remember it like feeling so incapable but knowing who is capable and just wanting wanting God to just use his mighty power and, and, and I and I know that sounds dumb but like I think of how like the disciples when they were had you know Jesus was was with them and, and they were like looking for Jesus to smack the Romans and the Jews and leaders and you know reestablish his kingdom on earth and, and I remember that's kind of how I feel like I just want God just to take over and kind of strong arm it um, and God, and God didn't do that. He, he worked in hearts, and used weird, crazy scenarios, and maybe we'll talk about that sometime, to get a hold of hearts and convict. Because I knew we knew it was eaten on on our brother. You could see it. Like it, he was not at peace about this, but he wasn't doing anything to get at peace with it. Um, but eventually did. Like I said, and just like wanting God to just, but then seeing God work in his way and his timing and being so amazing uh, I mean just really really incredible um, and how it all went down and how even to that day we can look at that that other event kind of the 
two disconnected events that become connected at this one moment in time because of one person doing more wrong and one person confessing wrong and going, man, that other event seems so ridiculous and painful, except that God used it as a healing uh, and how awesome that event actually is now. Like I think, I think of it as God, Satan, Satan meant it as evil to try to tear apart again. You know, continue looking to kill, steal, and destroy. But then God uses something we know Satan meant for evil for what I I now look at as great. I like I would I'm glad that happened. I'm glad that crazy man, the Jesuit guy, you know, went crazy basically for all lack of better terms because it got a hold of my brother's heart and it's just it's so cool um and, and that's something i always need to remember hey you hey you when you re- listen to this in the future you is always remember that god's ways are better than my ways um and he has a plan and he's a gentleman uh, there's there will come a time in eternity that god's strong arm law will come down and smack but for the time being, God is an absolute gentleman and doesn't strong arm people, but it, but is working on the hearts of people. So I don't know if you're going to listen to this and you're going to hear, know someone in your present that feel like you want God to strong arm is always remember, keep focused on God, follow after God yourself, keep doing your best to, to to show God, to preach God, but realize that God is the one who does the work and he will work it out better than you can ever imagine or thought, think. Um, so that's, that's what to remember. And it's a pretty epic story, uh, in my mind. So, well, I'm out again this evening. I'm pretty much home and, uh, we will talk to you later.